Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Last week, you all heard about how the detectives investigating Emerson's murder lied and cheated in order to secure a conviction for Pablo Velez. Detective Robert King falsified his report and lied under oath. He withheld the fact that Claudia had told him that the second shooter at the perfect rack had lighter hair than Pablo. And he also told the jury that no one had ever mentioned Ron Strandberg's name in connection with the case. It was partially because of that testimony that the judge didn't allow the defense to present him or anyone else as an alternative suspect. That was also later admitted to be a lie. And then Detective Roy Swainson testified that he witnessed Claudia give a perfect and positive ID of Pablo, when in fact, he wasn't even in the room when she was shown the photo array. And today you're going to hear all about how the corruption goes even deeper. Prosecutor Eileen Bogar knew that Pablo was innocent before she even put him on trial. Here to tell you that whole story and to clear up a lot of questions that we all have is the eyewitness herself. This is Season 11, Episode 4, Claudia Speaks. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From Something Else, The Marshall Project, and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Ford Ranger, a vehicle for all terrains and every passion. It's a workmate, a playmate, and to its drivers, a soulmate. So how do you improve the Ford Ranger? You go all in. The all-new Ford Ranger, the UK's best-selling pickup. Now available with rear bumper steps, tailgate workbench, and enlarged load box that can fit a Euro pallet. Go break it in. Search all-new Ford Ranger. Ford Pro, driving productivity. According to SMMT data, features may be optional extras with additional cost. What was going on prior to the night of the shooting? You know, Adrian had this, this fight at the, at the perfect rack on Monday night. And then everything goes down on Wednesday night. Did, were you aware of the fight that had happened on Monday? Um, I was actually there on Monday, but 
I didn't know anything had happened until the following day. Oh, okay. So, so you know, he had said he was there with Monica. So, but was he there yes, with he her? He was there with Monica, and I was there with um with my friend. Okay, got you. Okay, so when did you find out that he had been in a fight? Um, the following day. Okay, on that Tuesday. Uh huh. Did he tell you on Tuesday who he had gotten the fight with? He just described the people like he didn't. He was um. You know, he he just kind of described the people. He didn't know their names or anything. Okay. Yeah. He said that um, it, he went in the restroom, and I guess Monica followed him in the restroom. Mm-hmm. And then um, Monica was talking to him, and then one of the guys said something to Monica, and, and then that's when they started fighting. Do you recall, or uh, I know it's been a long time ago, but do you, do you remember what he told you as far as the description of these guys? Um, I know he said one of them in the restroom, one of them was um, that one of them had uh, braids. One of them had braids in his hair. And then the, there was another, he said, another shorter guy. Mm-hmm. And then I believe he said Ron was there as well. Juan? But he, Ron. Oh, Ron. Okay. Yeah, but I think he said that Ron was just at the door because I know he did, he was a bouncer at uh, the rack, so I don't know if he was involved in the fight. Okay, and and did you or him, did you know Ron Strandberg? Like, you, you knew him by his name and face? Um, He knew him from, um, I guess, from... um people he was in jail with okay but uh, i don't i don't believe he talked to him okay i knew him because like i would i would go in there and you know we you know we all knew each other right just from being in the club and him being around yes mm-hmm. okay so then so the next day he tells you about that and then the next the following day is wednesday now wednesday night you went to the club without adrian right you went with your friend yes Okay. My friend, uh, she was uh, filling out an application or something. And then, and then we were there. How many times did Ron come? He he had said that he had made a couple trips there and talking to you. Do you remember how many times he came into the club that night? Who? Uh, excuse me, not Ron. Adrian. How many times did Adrian oh, okay. come to the club? Um, he went up there. Um, he went up there once, and then the second time he went up there is when everything happened. Okay, and and when he when he went the first time, did he come and talk to you? Yes, he came. He came to uh, either he came and brought me the cell phone or leave me my cell phone to pick up my cell phone or leave me my cell phone. I don't rem- remember. Okay, now now he had said that you had um, that you had called him and and maybe the the first time maybe told him that somebody that was involved in the fight from Monday night was there. Does that ring a bell or is that accurate? <clears throat> yes. I called him, um, because, uh, one of the guys, um, one of the guys that was with the guy that wanted him to come back to the, to the club said, Hey, um, can you call him to come back? Cause, uh, he wants to talk to him. So I didn't know he, that was one of the guys involved in the fight. I thought it was uh because there was another guy there with uh 
hurt wrist and uh, he was wearing he had braids as well so I figured it was this guy so but Jason's the one that asked for him Jason Woolley yes so so Jason Woolley had someone else come talk to you and have you call Adrian to come back to talk to Jason yes okay now, uh, now, now, Adrian had had said something like you called him and told him that they wanted to fight him one on one. Does that sound right to you, or was it just that they wanted to talk to him? It's like I told him, "Hey, they wanted they want to talk to you," and he said, "Do they want to fight?" Or, or um, I was like, "I don't know." I don't, they wanted you to come up there, and he's like, "Well, tell them one on one." Okay. So, you know, I guess. When the first time that Adrian came into the club, he probably recognized one of them. Because me, myself, like, I didn't know who exactly had uh, went in there and tried to jump him on Monday night. So when, when Adrian was in the first time to either pick up or drop off a cell phone or whatever his, his reason was, you think he recognized one of the guys from, from Monday night at that point? He might have. I, I, I really, when he left, I really didn't talk to him after that until I called him on the phone. So um, he didn't tell me he recognized anybody. But when, you know, when I called him on the phone, he he must have thought it was one of those guys. Now, you mentioned Jason Woolley's name. Did you know who Jason Woolley was by name and face? No. Okay. So you knew what he looked like. Just you by, Just by seeing him there at... Um, working every once in a while at the rat, but just by looking at his face, but I didn't know him by name or anything. Okay. So you, you knew what he looked like. You recognized him, but didn't know his name. Yes. Gotcha. So, so then you, you call Adrian and I'm assuming he must've, you must've both still had phones, right? Cause you call, I'm assuming you called him from a cell phone to a cell phone. You know what? Now that I remember, um, he did come pick up my cell phone because I remember I had to call him from the pay phone inside the the club. Okay. So he came and got your cell phone and then you called him from the pay phone. Yes. And then he's coming back. Was it then was that close to closing time at that point? Yes, that was closing time. Okay. So then closing time happens. People start to shuffle outside and then kind of walk me through what you remember from what happened next. Okay. Um, I walked out with my friend and I saw um Jason Jason standing um there by the sidewalk. So I told my friend, I'm gonna go ask him what why did he want him to come up here for? So, um I went up to him and I told him, Hey, what's up? Well why do you why did you want me to call him? Like what did you want him for? And um at that time Adrian is walking up there with his friend and um, he's walking up towards Jason, and then Jason just pulls out his gun and starts shooting. He shoots at the floor. Okay. And then, and then Adrian and his friends start running, and then Jason starts running behind them, and then I start running behind Jason. What was the the moment like when Adrian walked up? I'm just trying to trying to get in my mind if this was like. An ambush they had set up, or did because I heard some reports that Jason or that Adrian was like taking his shirt off and kind of approaching aggressively. He says he was just walking up. What do, what do you remember from that from that moment? Did it look like things were things were escalating quickly, or was the first sign of violence you saw was the gun? Okay, um, you know, Adrian was taking off his shirt as he's walking up, and he's like, 
you know, telling Jason, uh, what's up? Uh, I heard you wanted to talk to me. And that's when, um, Jason pulls out his gun. Okay. So, so Jason pulls out the gun, he shoots at the ground. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Adrian and his friend take off running. He's chasing behind. Was he still shooting at them? Was he when he was chasing behind him? He was still shooting. Okay, uh, and you were chasing behind him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I guess the first question is, what were you thinking? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I I just thought I'd, I'd uh, stop him. <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, yes. I don't know because he kept shooting. He kept shooting at them, and you know, Adrian he never carried a gun or anything. You know, like mm-hmm. his friend didn't have a gun or anything. So I'm like, you know, I just I don't know what I thought I was gonna do, but I ran after him. Right. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So as you're running after them, do you do you hear or see another person shooting? Um, yes, as I'm running after um, Jason, um, I saw um, Shorty jump out the side from the sidewalk um, from next to a uh, next to a Cadillac, and I like I run up. Like we we literally like run up face to face. You and you, you and the second shooter, you you now yes, believe yes. a shorty. You know, mm-hmm. Yes. What was I'm trying? I'm trying to get an idea of direction. So when when they leave, when they when they take off running from the front door, are they running straight away from the door towards the right, towards the left? What direction are they running? They're they're running straight towards the street from the door. Okay, so straight away from the building. And then what direction, what, where was the Cadillac and where was the other shooter shooting from? Okay, um, I think it was at the end of the, it was at the end of the building before, like, um, I think it was a Fuzzy's Pizza or something. I don't know. It was like a pizza place, a Star Pizza. I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. it was, they were parked right at the entrance, um, to the shopping center. Um, that's where they were parked in front of a, I believe it was a pizza place. So was that off to the right or left or was it, were they actually running towards? Where it was the, to the right. To the right. Okay. So they're off to the right. You guys are taking off. So you're hearing shots come off to the, from the right. How did, how did you end up 
if, if Shorty's standing there close to the car and how did you end up so close to him where you're, where you're seeing him face to face? Well, because he was running from the sidewalk. Oh, At so- that time it was like, he was running from the sidewalk mm-hmm. uh, with his gun and shooting also. And when I pulled up, when I, you know, ran up there, you know, I guess, uh, he was trying to go after, um, Adrian and his friend, but they were gone. By that time, they were gone. They, you know, yeah, we couldn't see them. I couldn't see them. Okay, so you inter- So, so he wasn't just standing at the car shooting. He was giving chase, also. Yes. Okay, and then did you ever? So, did you see him return back to the car and Jason head back to the car? Uh, yes, I saw them jump in the car. Um, they ran into the car. I jumped in it. And um, took off. Did you ever see a third person around the car, or you only saw those two? I only saw those two. Okay. Do you remember where they got in the car, if if one of them got into the driver's seat? I, I don't remember. I just remember them jumping in the car, um, because at that time I was uh, looking for my key. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Because you were going to follow the car. And then that's, we had talked about this uh, the other day. But there was there was some confusion where your your friend she had she had uh, told police that or at least she told an investigators you know thirteen years later that she thought you guys were just driving home and came across the car but you said that's that's not accurate that you were you actually left following behind the car yes okay were, were you like right behind them or did they you know peel out of the parking lot and turn we're a corner? right behind them okay so you you never lost sight of them no until um. Until they were on uh, 18th Street, they slowed down and kind of turned off their lights. So, uh, you know, that's when, you know, we turned back around. Okay. So you had, by that point, you already had the license plate? Yes. We had already wrote down the license plate. What was going through your mind when, it sounds like like everything's happening really fast. You're just in protection mode. You're running around. you're, You're chasing after a shooter. You're following after the car. At some point, did you think, okay, what the hell am I doing now? <laughs> um, n- not really. Not till like, days later. I was like, what was I doing? Right. At that time, I, I, was, I wasn't really thinking. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That, that's, it's, it's, it's impressive to me how, how quickly you jumped into action during that. Now, now when you got back to the perfect right when you were there I mean you were right literally right in the thick of all of this this shootout did you ever see Emerson I never saw I didn't see Emerson during um not until the when I saw him was when I came back Mm -hmm. um after um following the car I came back to see if um if I could find Adrian Mm -hmm. and um when I came back, I saw Emerson uh, laying on the sidewalk, um, close to the by a tattoo shop, right there next to the Perfect Rack. Uh-huh. He was laying on the sidewalk, uh, shot up already. So, um, at first, I thought it was uh, his other friend that he was with, and then I looked at him again, and I saw it was, you know, Emerson. From it, it's hard for me to. I've looked at crime scene photos and stuff, but it's difficult to for me to get like the angles. 
you you knowing where the shooters were shooting from and where Adrian was running, do you think that where Emerson was standing when he was shot, that it was probably, you know, a, a bullet that was intended for Adrian that caught him? Or was it too far out of the direction where somebody might have intentionally been shooting at Emerson as well? No, um, he was, he was all, you know, like he was nowhere um, near Adrian. So I think that was actually intended for Emerson. They might have seen him, you know, come in the car with Adrian and Mm -hmm. stayed behind. And I don't know, but that it wasn't like it wasn't a bullet intended for Adrian. That one, they wanted to shoot him, Emerson. Oh, wow. That's, you know, it, it, it's just interesting because I just, you know, the, from just reading the case, I always just kind of assumed that he was just got caught in the crossfire, but. Well, because uh, Adrian was nowhere near that sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Like, the, Adrian was in the middle of the parking lot, running in the middle of the parking lot. And Emerson was all the way on the side, on on the sidewalk. And, and uh, you know, where Jason was running after Adrian, and there's no way. You know, he would have accidentally shot, they would have accidentally shot, um, a, um, Emerson on the sidewalk where he was found. What about, uh, Shorty, the second shooter coming? Did he have an angle where he could have been shooting at Adrian? Yeah, well, that's what, um, he, he, if he was on the sidewalk shooting towards the, you know, the middle of the parking lot, then yes, he, he had an angle at Adrian and Emerson both. Okay. So you get back and, and Adrian's on the sidewalk. Had he already passed away at that point? Emerson? Yeah. No. Um, I actually, he was, he was still breathing. He, uh, when I found him, um, he was like raising his arm up at me. Um, he, and that's when the ambulance got there. Was it that night when you went to the police station and they, I'm assuming they didn't show you photo lineups that night because they didn't have suspects yet. But did you go talk to yes. the police that night? Yes, I did. Okay, and and did you did you what did you tell them? Basically, what you just told me. Yes. Okay. Now, when was it when the police came back? Either you know, wherever they they sat down with you and went over the photo lineup. It was was that you know within like the next day? Was it a week later? So, you know, how long was it before they had you come back in and look at photos? I'm I'm not sure how uh, um, exactly when, but I do know it was that same the same week. Okay, so just a few days later at most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In between there, did you and and Adrian talk? Did you guys talk about maybe like the, if you knew who it was or who you thought it might have been? Um. Well, the the only person that came to our mind was uh, Jason. I did um, see Adrian, but he, you know, he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He was in the hospital, and uh, we talked about, um, you know, like me and him. We were both uh, describing that that other guy in the blue shirt, which was, you know, Shorty, mm-hmm. each other, and that was it. But we didn't know, you know, who that guy was by name or anything. You just knew how 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 did you describe him? Before you knew his name, just from what you saw, how was it, how did you describe him? Um, um, he had um, okay. Well, he was wearing a blue shirt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he he was around my height. I'm five four. He was around my height. Okay. Um, he wasn't that tall. He was kind of like light complected. Mm-hmm. Um, with like light features, like well, you know, like his hair stuff um, on his face. And I think that was that's all I remember. <laughs> How, how close do you think you got to him that night? Uh, right in front of his face. Like within a couple feet of him? Like where I can touch him. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't realize you were that close. So so you were that close, and so you had a real good idea of not only what he looked like, but also how tall he yeah. was. Yes. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So now let's jump to when Detective King brings you in and he he shows you some photo spreads. What did what did he show you? What happened there? Okay, he showed me um, a lineup of a, a few different photos in color. And then on the side, he had a a, a wanted sign, uh, a wanted uh, flyer for uh, Shorty. Mm-hmm. So it's Richard, you know, in black and white. And um, that's what he showed me. So there was a there was a photo spread that had like they call them like a six pack as like six. Yes. Six photos on it, just just headshots in color. And then the then he also had a single black and white photo of who you now know to be uh, Richardson Cisneros. Yes. Okay. And then uh, during that process, you you ID'd one of the photos, right? How did how did that go? Yes, I said. Um, I remember uh, telling him this one looks like him, but his hair's darker. I I remembered um, his the hair on the picture. On that person, you know, like his uh, facial hair, his actual hair was darker than what I remember the shooter. But I did say that one looks like him. And then when you said that, they eventually had you sign that that ID, right? Did what did you what did you think you were doing when you signed the ID? Were you were you pretty positive you had the right person at that point? No, no I just I just I I told them it kind of, it looked like him, but I didn't say that's him. Okay. And then they asked you to sign the per- sign for the person that you had you had picked. Yeah. Okay. Do you, now, now you're 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 pretty clear, pretty certain that it was Richard Shorty Cisneros was the other guy, and they had shown yeah. you that black and white that black and white photo of him. 
why do you think you were you were unable to to pick him out with that with his photo there with you? Okay. Um, well, because first off, uh, it was in black and white. I was, you know, I was really um, more looking at the colored pictures over here, like uh, you know, and um, had I known, like you know, their height or whatever, like mm-hmm. anything. Anything else? Like, had I seen a, an actual, you know, live lineup, I would have, no doubt, chose Shorty. Do you think that if they had shown you, like, even even a videotaped lineup where you have the full body, you can see their height and they're in color? Do you think you could have you could have picked out the right person if they had done that? Yes. Yeah. Has have you been made aware of the fact that they actually? We now know that they actually did do a video lineup and then decided not to show it to you? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So they had, uh, from, from what, uh, what I've read in the, in the case file, it looks like they actually had a, a video lineup that showed the full bodies of, of these people. And they, they chose not to show that to you. Hmm. Yeah. I never knew anything about a live video. Right. So you make this lineup, they end up, they, 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 you know, the, the ID for what it was of you saying that it looks like him, but the hair, you know, the, the, the shooter's hair was lighter and then they end up arresting Pablo Velez. And then uh, while later the trial start and, and before Pablo Velez's trial comes Jason Woolley's trial. Cause they caught him almost immediately. Yeah. They have Jason Woolley. And and you were there at the trial, right? Because you're going to testify. Yes. And so, what happened there that was significant to Pablo's case? Well, um, I came out um, to go on the stand, and right away I noticed uh, a guy sitting in the back of the courtroom, um, wearing blue again, like that day. Um, um, just sitting there, and I, I recognized him. As soon as I saw him, I recognized him as the shooter. So the person that was sitting in, in in the audience at Jason's trial, when you saw him, you realized that was actually the shooter, not the guy in the photo. Yeah. Yes, and that was Richard Cisneros that was sitting there. Okay. So you, you, see, you see Richard sitting there. Did you ever tell the prosecutor, Ms. Bogar, that, I mean, because cause they also want you to testify in Pablo's trial. Did you ever tell her, hey, that that right there is the guy that did it? At, at that time, I don't remember because I know um, I was also actually, they had picked me up because I had, was subpoenaed to go to court, but I didn't have a right. So the next day they picked me up and I was actually in the county jail at that time as well. So I really didn't talk to anybody other than just going up to the to the stand and then them taking me back okay so then let's let's fast forward now to pablo's trial did you do any any trial prep with with miss bogar the prosecuting attorney before before pablo's trial yes i did and what did that conversation how did that conversation go well um he was already in um he was already in, in court, and um, okay, we were waiting. I was waiting to my turn to go up to the stand, and um, when they tell them to rise, 
I saw him, and I, you know, I kept looking through the little window to see if I saw um, that guy Richard Cisneros, but I didn't see him. I saw um, Pablo stand up, and that's when I realized that was not the the shooter. That Pablo was not the shooter. As soon as I saw him stand up, okay, because um, um, Pablo was a lot taller to begin with. And uh, at that time, that's when I told uh, Ms. Bogar, I let her know, hey, that's that's not the guy I saw. That's not the shooter I saw. I actually saw him at Jason's trial. He was sitting, you know, in the courtroom when I when I went on the on the stand, and all she said was, "Well, it's too late to change anything now. Just go with what go with what you've already said." And that's all she told me. So you very clearly told her before Pablo's trial that Pablo is not the shooter. Not only is he not the shooter, but you know who the shooter is. You saw him at the other trial. And she told you not to say that on the stand? She said, just go along with what I've already told them. You know, like uh, with what I've already told them. I guess don't don't switch it up or I I don't know what but um I still went on the stand and uh I still let them know that wasn't him that I saw. The corruption in the Harris County District Attorney's Office has got to stop. We've seen their tactics putting innocent people in prison since the nineties. Jennifer Jeffley, Charles Raby, Pablo Velez, Sandy Melgar, and the list goes on and on. Pablo's case is by no means complicated, which is what makes it so egregious. And the people who perpetrated this horrible injustice need to be exposed. And that is exactly what we're here to do. So far, you've heard all about how Swainson and King and Bogart knew that Pablo was innocent. Now it's time to hear just how much they knew about who actually killed Emerson. That's next week on Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show is created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team. Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kaywood Yomnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, Lindsay Pease, Erica Cantor, and Jen Reese Incandela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels. 
For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes videos of the creation of our Friday follow-up episodes that always include 10 to 30 minutes of pre-show bonus chat. Other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. To become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I personally can be found on social media at Bob Ruff Truth, and Mike can be found at Merb Gaming. M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G. Don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice.